Hello, and welcome to the I Love Girl Talk podcast. My name is Taylor. And I'm Hallie, and we're sisters living in Nashville, working on ourselves, growing and evolving, and becoming real-life adults. We're new to this whole podcast thing, but have a lot of years of life under our belts, and we want to share our stories with the world. We hope you love Girl Talk because, well, we love Girl Talk. Welcome back to I Love Girl Talk podcast. I'm Taylor and Hallie is sadly not with me today, but I come bearing lots of fun knowledge from my dear friend, Dee Goldstein. Welcome, Dee. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. How are you? I am doing well. We had an amazing weekend. It's the Jewish New Year, so we're starting the new year off with a bang and I know, you know we're getting after it. Shana Tava. <laughs> I know. It was such a lovely weekend here too. We went to services and it was very touching. So I really I enjoy the tribe, being part of it. It's wonderful. And I enjoyed not going to services this year. Oh no. It I was all about <laughs> it. I told my husband I was like, we must go. You're like he tried every which way to get out of it. <laughs> As the boys will do, but of course. I, uh... Well, you are like the Jewish wifey of the century. <laughs> the sages wrote about you. <laughs> I'm I'm trying. I'm trying for sure. Um, you know, it's funny. I I told someone who works at Temple that I feel like God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, has been trying to make me Jewish for like the, at least the past twenty years. I mean, maybe even stemming into childhood. So it's just one of those things where, okay, fine, I'll do it. (laughs) I love that we both had to export our nice Jewish boys from Florida. Oh, totally. Uh, Well, I'm from here. Where are you from, Dee? California. Oh, that's right. So I'm from Nashville, and I'm just telling you right now, Nashville boys are kind of the ones I grew up with. Let's just say I'm glad I didn't settle down early. I know all about Nashville boys. And you know all about my Nashville boys because you met them that's all. true. Oh, my. That's so true. So backstory, how Dee and I met was that I worked at this quaint little restaurant where we live in Nashville. And she would come in and it was like her first date spot. And so she would like bring the boys in and we would... <laughs> We would have like cahoots on the back end. Like, did he tip good? How, what did you think? Like all this stuff. I mean, look, girls got to be safe on those first dates. Oh my God. It was so smart to have like a home base restaurant where you're like, I know the people there. And like, if I need to make a quick break, it it's going to be an easy getaway if I need to get away quick. Yeah. It was only dicey if there were two a night. Oh, that's, I forgot you did that. (laughs) Which, you know, I approached dating, at least in my like mid to late 20s, as the same as I do networking. Got to do a lot. You got to meet a lot of people. And then you got to whittle them down. You got to whittle them down. I mean, that kind of sounds a little scary, but I get what you're saying. (laughs) You know what I mean? Whittle the options. Whittle the options down, not the men. We're going we're gonna to turn you into mush, sir. <laughs> so tell me about what's going on in your world. I know that you're, um, you work now for the American Society on Aging, which is really cool. It's kind of why I wanted you to come on the podcast. You recently moved. Yes. So 
I haven't seen Nashville in a little bit of a while. My parents said to me that it was about time that I went to the motherland to find a nice Jewish boy, the motherland being South Florida. Of course. And of course. I said, I give it six months and like three weeks before the six months were up. And I met my husband oh. and um, now I'm stuck here. But thankfully we moved into like the Haven in Florida up north. It's a university town and it's great. That's amazing. And wait, so you moved down there of your own free will? I mean, there was a little bit of coercion and I think I wanted to prove my parents wrong that I wouldn't meet anybody. But it was like the universe, you know? Of course. The universe is always listening, man. I'm into the woo. Yeah. The universe has got my back. So you went down there and three weeks before you were supposed to, like, did you have plans? Were you like moving home? Like Nashville? Where were you headed? So I didn't have solid plans as to like a city, but I had narrowed it down. I think it was like back to Nashville, Atlanta, or like New Jersey, New York, which I really didn't want to do New York. Yeah. And I was on the J swipe. And for those of you who are not in the know, J swipe is Jewish Tinder. Um, And this guy and I swipe right and we start talking and it's really wild because he worked in the same town where I lived, but he lived further away and I worked really far away. So, you know, we didn't have any activities in common and I was like on Mm -hmm. a million boards and really involved in the community. We didn't really have any friends in common either. So the only way that we swiped on each other was because he was swiping at work and I was swiping at home. Oh my gosh. I had no idea. So like, cause all those apps are based on location, right? Literally the universe at work. Oh my gosh. And it's so funny. Cause back in my day when I was on like the Tinder and hinge and all those little apps, I would get so many tourists coming to Nashville. Like it was just the most ratchet group of men on those apps that were like, I'm here for the weekend, like, come, come out with us or looking for a a hot weekend. And I'm like, bro, calm down. Like, what are you doing? It was the same in South Florida. I'm here in a bachelor party. I'm here for ultra. The worst. The worst. It's an EDM music festival. Oh, perfect. Something I will never go to. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm usually in bed by like 10 p.m. My love for techno and like EDM runs deep. I have a 16 month old and we don't really let him watch TV. We do Miss Rachel, which if you haven't heard of Miss Rachel, I have. She's like the third parent in our house. But we also discovered this creator called Danny Go, and it's basically EDM for toddlers. Oh my God. I'm going to have to look this up. We jam out to it, it's great. Did they do they get hype and then they crash with good naps or like? Um, I think it's just entertaining. His whole concept behind creating these videos is that he wanted a fun way for kids to get moving, and so he'll he'll like do the floor is lava, but it's like techno, and then oh, he'll have all these like moves that you have to follow, and like oh no, the floor is lava. It's it's great. That's fantastic. See, these are things that I have no idea about because I don't have any children yet working on it for my mother-in-law who's listening. Please don't at me. (laughs) 
<laughs> but like, <laughs> but it's just, it's so crazy how we've come so far with all this technology for kids. Yeah, it's wild. That's awesome. Well, speaking of different generations, you do work at um, the American Society on Aging. And I really just kind of want to talk to you about, you know, ageism. I know there's been a lot of conversation about that lately. What does ageism mm -hmm. mean to you? So ageism is discrimination against a person based on their age. And it can be towards someone who is older or younger, although I think that we mostly think about it towards someone who is older, um, specifically older adults, the boomer generation. We saw, we saw that campaign online like almost a year ago. I, which campaign? Wait, hold on. I need to think about it. Hold on. Now it was like the tip of my tongue. Oh, it was OK Boomer. Oh, and it was just everybody making fun of boomer generation. I remember. Yeah, that. which, you know, everyone clashes with the people that raise them. And I get that. And totally. millennials are having a hard time right now. We are, oh, we we are on sure the struggle are. bus. Um, but we also see this a lot in media. We see this a lot in Hollywood. And we see this a lot in the beauty and fashion industry. You know, you cannot watch a TV show without getting a commercial talking about how to get rid of your lines and wrinkles and anti-aging this and anti-aging that, which for many people that I work with and for many older adults, that's really hurtful because I think it really is a blessing to age and we don't think about it, but not everyone is fortunate enough to be able to age and get yeah. older. That's so true. I was recently talking to our mutual friend, Sherry, and she told me like, oh my gosh, did you hear that so-and-so passed away who was a mutual friend of ours in Nashville? And I mean, as horrible as it is just to think of the fact that he will never get to live beyond 33. Mm. And like there is so much time after 33. I think it can be really easy to fall into the trap and be like, oh, I'm so old. I just turned 37. I'm so old. But really, especially nowadays, as people are living younger, longer, being 37, it may not even be the halfway point. Yeah. People well, are... Mean, Zach and I, Zach and I were talking about it. You know, he just turned 40 and he's like freaking out. Thank you. I know big three or big 40 for him, big three, five for me, but it, it's crazy. Cause I, we look at my grandmother, she went and lived to a hundred. She passed this last February. His grandmother's still alive at 95. I mean, his parents are alive and kicking in their early seventies. Mine are too. So it's 33. Isn't that's young. It is. It is. I mean, you're seeing now people 65 years old plus starting new career paths, yep. becoming entrepreneurs, going back to college. And I think there is something to be said about how millennials experience aging, because for a lot of us, and I can speak for myself, I just turned 37. I got married when I was 33. I had my son, um, when I was 35 and 
you know, it feels like we were set up with a timeline that we right. grew up thinking about and then things got messy <laughs> between, 100%. you know, the economy, between COVID. And a lot of us aren't hitting those milestones that we expect. So mm-hmm. our chronological age is going up, but we're also hitting milestones later in life. And then you go into, you know, your OBGYN at 35 and he's calling you a geriatric pregnancy. Oh my God. That I just started with a new (laughs) OBGYN and I was like, oh gosh. It's, it's crazy because they're literally like, well, if you have any complications in any sort of pregnancy, hashtag I'm not pregnant, but they basically were like, you're on bed rest. Cause I asked all the questions. Cause you know, all I'm hearing these days is geriatric present pregnancy. Yeah. And it's hitting us from all angles, right? Geriatric pregnancy. And they make all these assumptions about us. It's like when you go to the doctor and you're fat, they automatically make assumptions about you. Yeah. It's really frustrating. It is. There's actually, there's a funny meme going around. I just have to share today's, Today, plants are the new pets, pets are the new kids, and kids are like exotic animals. You need to be crazy or rich to have them. And I feel like (laughs) if nothing else describes the millennial plight, like that is it. Between the economy, just every few years going crazy. I mean, just the cost of living and the fact that we have had so many more high cost items come into our lives than someone who, you know, a janitor used to be able to afford a house the size of my parents' house. And now you have to be like a millionaire to purchase a house that size. It's insane. Yeah. We live in a very complex minefield. And I think one of the most disturbing things that I've noticed, and I'm guilty of it as well, is internalized ageism, right? So that's ageism that you are aiming at yourself. And we see this all the time. Like, oh, I turned 37. Oh, I feel so old. Right or oh, oh! Look at my face. At your, I look so you're old. You're pointing at your forehead. This guy literally—I have a line on my forehead. The extension of it popped up. I'm not kidding. On my 35th birthday, like I woke up with this guy. I woke up like this, and it's just like you know. I had facial procedures done, Botox basically, for my wedding, and now I'm like, where do I find the cheap Botox to continue that? <laughs> So now we're going to get into my hot takes because this is by no means like what the American Society on Aging says. And this is a really controversial opinion within the the community of aging, of professionals in aging. We know that the beauty industry and the fashion industry, we know they're ageist. The language that they use, the models that they choose to portray... They're ages. So it's an existing problem. And the changes that your body undergoes as you chronologically age are dependent on a lot of things. They're dependent primarily on genetics, on your environment and climate. They're dependent on your lifestyle. They're dependent on what you do to take care of your skin. And I think the societal mantra that we go into it with at least mm-hmm. growing up. I think like kids nowadays know a lot more about skincare and do a much oh better job God. of like getting started with skincare early. 
There are 14-year-olds on TikTok that have better skincare regimens than I have ever had. Like, six-step processes, y'all. I I can't keep up. Totally. I have, like, a face cream at night, and I probably need a serum in my life, okay? I mean, some days if I take off my makeup, it's a good night. Let's be real. It's a good night. (laughs) You know, (laughs) we went from, like, dealing with pimples to now we're in the anti-aging category, and we kind of floated – in between, except for maybe that like 10 step Korean skincare regimen that was all the rage. Hot take. I'm still in pimple land. And I don't think, I think people who have skin will always have pimples. Totally. Adult acne is a thing. Hormonal acne is a thing. We need to hashtag normalize acne. Normalize acne. I feel like I'm covering up all my pimples all the time. I mean, today I'm not, but that's okay. But here, this is why it's, it's a hot take, right? Everyone has a different way that they feel their best. Mm-hmm. Before I put on a full face of makeup to see you tonight, I did not feel at my best. I was worn down by the heat and humidity of Florida, mm-hmm. by my toddler. <laughs> and I was like, I want to put my best face forward. And for me, that meant slapping on some makeup and beating my face, right? Everyone has that different desire for themselves. There are plenty of people who think natural is the way to go. They embrace their grays. They embrace every single wrinkle and crow's foot and smile line. And that is wonderful. Yeah. My hot take is that for me, skincare, occasional Botox, which we can talk more in depth about later, And, you know, makeup, those are forms of self-care for me. And while I might not want my makeup to crease into my wrinkles, and, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what I'm trying to avoid Mm -hmm. as opposed to avoid looking like I'm older. Yeah. I mean, that's like my number one thing in the morning. I'm fine with smile lines. I'm fine with crow's feet. It's just the creasing and the makeup. (laughs) Yeah, and that's why I got Botox. I did not need Botox by any means, but there was just one line in my forehead that any time I put any makeup on, it would like make it into a cavernous dent. I understand. And no amount of gua shying, sheet masking, facial receiving was getting rid of it. Do we and so do I, you think gua sha really works? I mean, I do. I think it works because it drains your lymphatic system and it promotes blood rushing to your face, which in turn promotes collagen. And if you're using the right products along with that, you are going to encourage cell turnover and collagen production. And so collagen is the thing that keeps your skin firm and plump. And naturally, as we age, we lose collagen in our skin. And our skin becomes thinner, oh. which is why a lot of um, like older adults, you'll see that they have kind of crepey skin on their hands. Your skin becomes thinner, generally drier overall, and a lot more sensitive to the sun's effects. So, you know, whatever side someone falls on, I think that's great. And I think we have an ageism situation in the beauty industry. Mm-hmm. Those are not mutually exclusive. I just think every single woman and man 
should do with their face and their body, what makes them feel good? Totally. I'm here for that. Yeah. And when I got up in front of a group of professionals in aging and said to them, I got Botox at a conference in my social media presentation on being an anti-ageist influencer, you could have heard a pin drop, right? Because that is so, it's just not done. And if it is done, you don't talk about it. Which is so funny because like, I told everybody, I told random strangers like the week I got it done because it, you know, it sets pretty fast if it's done right. I mean, within a couple weeks. And I was like, look, I can't show my 11s, you know, the little, the little 11s that come above your nose. So I was all about it. It's kind of like therapy. Like some people won't talk about therapy. I, I have the best therapist in the world. I think I see her this week on Wednesday. She's amazing. It's my best day ever when I get to go see her. And usually she brings her dog to the <laughs> office. And I'm just like, this is like the best therapist office I've ever seen. Totally. And that's the relationship you want with your therapist. My counseling psychology is what I got my master's in. And one of my professors used to say, every baby should come with a fairy god therapist. Oh, yes. Because it's so important. 100%. So with aging, you said that you were speaking about social media. Mm -hmm. Do you do a lot of more educational or is it just speaking about how people age? Yeah. So for me personally, I got together with another professional in the aging industry. Her name is Ashley and she is the dementia guru and she is all over social media oh, doing wow. really great things for dementia education. And oh, gosh, I personally, so at work, I am not a gerontologist. I'm on the partnership side of things. And I was like, well, why would I present at an aging conference? Like, I'm not a gerontologist. And I'm like, but I do social media and I can talk about ageism in the context of social media. And I can talk about it in the context of my personal life experience. Yeah. Um, and so we came together to do a presentation on how to be an anti-ageist influencer, where we talked about what this was, why professionals in aging should be on social media and should be talking about how to be anti-ageist. And then we all created a TikTok together. It was really awesome. Like a video? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. We're going to have to post that so you guys can see it. That's amazing. So I guess there's so many different sectors of the aging realm. I didn't even think about like the mental aging, like in dementia or I don't know if the word is deterioration um, of like the mental capacity. Yeah. So some people, and I'm actually working on a project about this very topic right now with Compassion and Choices, which is a wonderful organization. And we're talking about things you didn't know about dementia. Dementia is a terminal illness mm. and some of the symptoms that you can experience with different forms of dementia is cognitive decline. That's usually how it starts. One of the reasons that we see it more prevalently is because we are living to be older. That is why one in two mm. deaths, you know, occurred to someone who has a dementia diagnosis. Oh, wow. 
So basically, if you don't age as long, you don't have some of these, I guess, diseases. Again, like it depends back in the on day. right back in the day when you were living until you were thirty-two. Yeah, you didn't get wrinkles, right? <laughs> you didn't get, you know, certain cancers that are more prevalent the older that you get. You certainly didn't get dementia or Alzheimer's. Yeah. So we're, you know, we just had a bunch a... of like hot pilgrims running around because everybody Basically. was like, mainly they were like barely 40 when they died. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'd rather take my chances and, you know, live longer. Oh, 100%. So we talked about what feels good or, you know, we're big fans of what makes you feel good when it comes to aging. Based on what you've done with social media and know what you know about the beauty industry. What do you want people to know about aging in general? I want people to know that aging is unavoidable. We are all aging all the time. You and I are aging as we speak. And my recommendation to everyone is to be proud of how old you are and what you've experienced in life. And instead of saying, oh, you know, I'm turning 29 again, be proud and say, yeah, I'm turning 37. That's freaking awesome. That is awesome. And I would also say no matter what age you are, pay attention to your self-care because you are the most important person to yourself, right? If totally. you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of other people. So whatever that means, eating healthy, getting daily movement, drinking your gallon of water, and if that means Botox, if that means getting highlights done every couple of months because you personally don't like yourself with gray hair, by all means. I am a big proponent of wear what you like at any age and live how you want at any age. Yeah, that's that's so true because what you said about um, wear what you want at any age, I feel like before the millennial generation – I feel like there was like a standard, this is what you can wear from this age to this age. But once you hit like 30, you cannot wear a tube top. Like, let totally. me tell you. Totally. There was like that 90s mom uniform that we can both picture yes. in yes. our head. And let me tell you, now when I drop Liam off at daycare, it's a bunch of tattooed parents with oh Subarus. And I oh love that. Oh my God, that. that's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Dee, I so appreciate you coming on and talking with me about aging. Ironic that we're going into a whole new year and talking about this. I felt like it was very appropriate for the timing, but. Well, thank you yeah. so much for having me. Of course. Do you want to leave everybody with any information? Can they find you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at underscore D gold underscore. And if you want to learn more about aging or how to be an anti-ageist influencer, you can check out the American Society on Aging. We'll leave a link in the show notes. And I highly encourage y'all to check out Ashley, the dementia guru, because she is just awesome and doing great work. That is awesome. I'm probably going to link her too, because I really just need more information on what she's doing. Both of my grandparents on my father's side had dementia 
Um, and we always joked that it was because of their drinking, but they did live to be like in their late 80s. So maybe it was just part of getting older. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, thanks for stopping by, Dee. Thanks, everybody, Thank so for much. listening. See you next week on I Love Girl Talk podcast. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the I Love Girl Talk podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please let us know. You can rate and review us on the podcast provider you're listening through or slide into our DMs on Instagram at iHeartGirlTalkPod. We especially love it when we get tagged in your Instagram stories. Tell a friend if this episode resonated with you. We would love to hear from you. Bye for now.